Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the fellow KGB. Tonight, Tuesday night hangout, we're joined by John and Drake. How's it going, guys? We'll start with Drake. Going great, man. Happy to be here. Happy Tuesday. Why does it feel like it's been more than a week since like we talked last? I don't know. The time has been weird with the tournament. I, I, I don't know, but uh, it feels like it's been a while. How's it going, John? Doing well, man. I And I agree with you. Yeah, the, I feel like that college basketball tournament really shakes up the calendar a little bit. My timing is thrown off just because, like the the Monday night games and just everything's pushed off by a day. It's kind of it, it was kind of enjoyable watching basketball last night, even though the games weren't the greatest. Um, but I don't know. I kind of wanted there to be games today. You know, probably, I, just, I just wanted to watch some more games today. It should keep just keep rolling, right? Um, There's also been a lot of Top Shot like drama in between there, so I think this is really just it's been a long week, guys. It's, today, it feels like it's been a long time. Today was so weird because like there was nothing happening. Like we've had we've had four straight games, I guess technically five straight days of NCAA tournament nights, and then everything just stops. We had the pack drop yesterday. There's another one, like all these things going on, and then today is just uh, what happened today. The Packers signed Kevin King. That's what we get today. Oh. Um, I actually worked really hard today. That was, <sighs> yeah, that was that's what today brought. <laughs> you know, it's a dead sports world. Is it is it because you weren't working at all from Friday onwards? That's, I mean, the reality that, sinks. That's back. pretty fair. Uh, but where are we? Gotta make it up. <laughs> where are we? So it's week thirteen of the fantasy basketball season. I believe there's maybe I think there's maybe four or five more weeks of regular season left of fantasy basketball. So we're getting to that final approach to the to the playoffs here. So I don't know. Do we do we want to just take a quick peek? At, like we like to open up the NBA standings, just kind of note the teams that have been hot. Uh, the Bucks have been on a seven game win streak, John. Uh, they're nine and one in their last ten days. They are technically the hottest team in the NBA based on the last ten days. Look at that difference from if you go back up to the Eastern Conference from the top three seeds and then the the, the yep. plummet to seed four. I mean that's that's interesting to me. I, I don't know why. It's just that's that you don't see that all the time. And well, it's amazing that the Sixers haven't had a drop off without Joel Embiid. I think that's pretty important to note. They gave the Bucks a really good run. That one went into overtime the other night and no Embiid. So I think the Sixers are, are pretty much going to be lingering around up there in the top three the rest of the way. Uh, I kind of expected them to drift back a little bit, but Sixers, Nets, and Bucks, that's going to be shaping up to be a good final four of the Eastern Conference. And then it's like the it's like a free-for-all. Miami Heat, Hawks, Hornets, Knicks, Celtics. We'll see if the Bulls or the Pacers or Raptors can make a run here. Uh, do we know how the how is that play-in tournament going to work for, for the playoffs? Is it um, seven, eight, nine, ten seeds compete? That's yeah, it's the seven yeah. through ten. It's the same rules as last year, right? Well, is it so seven's going to play the 10. So as of right now, like the Knicks would play the Pacers. And that's, is that just a one game thing? Or is it like two out of three? Or how does that I work? think the Pacers oh, would have to win two. Ah. Right? They'd yeah, have to so win two in a row. And yeah, then so the Knicks would have to win one. Yeah, last year, the yep, that's exactly it. Last year, the yep. lower seed had to win two. And then the, the higher seed had to, or you know what I mean? The better team had to win one game to get in. And the lower, the worst team had to win two games. I don't know if they've officially announced like the rules yet, but uh, I, I, I I tend to agree with Drake. I kind of assume they'll follow the same approach as last year. I mean, they can't have like a legit tournament. They just don't have the time. Yeah. That would be unfair to the seven through 10 seeds. And then the, the, all the other playoff teams get a big old rest. A team I that really sticks <laughs> out to me right now. And I noticed how bad they were because they lost to my calves yeah. the other night is the Raptors. Okay. Holy crud. Boston got beat up by Cleveland, didn't they? I think so, yeah. Garland and Sexton went off on that game. I don't know what's wrong with the Raptors. Like, everybody's there, right? Like, nobody's – I know OG Ananobi just because he's on my team. He was missing some games. Has Van Vliet or uh, Kyle Lowry been been healthy? What's going on? Lowry's been playing. I know Lowry's been playing. I don't know. Van Vliet's been playing as well. I I don't really think they're missing a lot of bodies. I just – it's it's not the same as it was. You know, Lowry's another year old older – Van Vliet's, you know, he's he's really good, but when he's your kind of your number one offensive piece, that's 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 troubling. And Siak- Siakam is not, you know, he's he's having a good year, but he's not the same player he was. I, I think he's not getting to feed off of Kawhi anymore. Exactly. I think just looking at 
I mean, this is all the Raptors players' fantasy numbers. Just look at the drop-off from Anunobi down to their seventh-best player. Like, they run six players that are, are, are pretty good players, but after that, like, they just can't compete with teams when their second lineup goes in. Um, is Jeremy Lin actually on their team, or is that just – He hasn't played. He's, he's, uh, he's for some reason, he's 0.2% rostered. I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but he hasn't played. He's – I don't know. Let's see here. He's in the G League. He's playing in the G League. Right now. So he's putting up 20 points. I love that there's those random players still. Like, you'll get retired players that are – maybe they didn't officially retire or something. Like, in the rosters. Did you guys, did you guys ever catch Linsanity when he was uh, when he was balling with the Knicks? Oh, know? absolutely. We were in college. Uh, absolutely. That was, that was the time that we had to catch Linsanity. I was actually I, – I, I attended a game – he was there i think it went into overtime and the bucks won and that was like when they had like monte ellis and i want to say like Greg monroe and of course like amari stoudemire was on the net like that was i don't know that was a memorable very memorable game and i think lynn had a triple double that was one of his triple double games um but how do you like i guess this is like looking at the raptors this is going to lead me into our next topic of conversation and the nba trade deadlines in two days Raptors need to do something. Otherwise, they're just going to keep doing what they've been doing here. Uh, like, is there? I, I've been seeing some of the updates on some of the players involved. Uh, it sounds like they definitely need a center. Like they, they don't have anything there. But besides Andre Drummond, is there another piece that they can acquire? Um, I don't know. John, do you have any thoughts? I think the Raptors are looking at it from the other end. I think the Raptors are selling. I, I mean, I think I think that's probably the smart move. I, I don't. This team is. Uh, for lack of a better way to say it, they just feel played out. You know, this is not. I, I think Siakam and, and Ananobi and Boucher can be, and, and even Van Vliet, they can be really nice building blocks. And Powell, you know, they can be all building blocks to whatever the future Raptors competitive team is going to be. But they might need to, a year or two to get there because um, this team is. Uh, like you said, we just we're, we're not really sure what is going on. I don't think they've been very injury prone. I don't think they've had a lot of COVID issues. I could be mistaken there, certainly, but you know, just I, I think they've been relatively healthy this year. I don't know if there's a solution. I think I say personally, I would if I was a Raptors fan or just thinking the way I think, I think you blow it up a little bit. You try to you try to trade Lowry, get whatever assets you can. Um, if you know, maybe like a guy like Baines or you know whatever, any of your vets that you don't see as part of your long-term plans jettison them for any kind of value you can and then you know just, just boot it up next year i don't know that's my thought but it's 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 it's, it's doom and gloom for sure <laughs> i'm gonna say i've seen lowry's name linked to the clippers and i've seen a couple other point guards linked to the clippers uh i just I mean, the Clippers need some some work there. I don't know what the, they would have to send in return. With. It, it's, the draft pick wouldn't be very, you know, very helpful. I think it'd probably be a mid to late first. Uh, but the Raptors definitely need to do something. I, I just mm. – I saw Lowry linked to the 76ers as well. Ah. I really like that fit. So I, I've, yeah, I've seen yeah, both I of those. I think he was mentioned with the Heat. Yeah. Did you guys get the, the Malcolm Brogdon blurb today too that – Pacers are apparently listening to to his trade rumors. They're entertaining the idea. It sounded like, hmm. um, and that one that one was the shock. I was, I'm looking for it right now, but there was some. I don't know the uh, the Fantasy Life app was zinging around some trade rumors earlier today, and that's the one that stuck out because I haven't heard anything on that before. I've um, been seeing a lot of Aaron Gordon. I just don't know who wants Aaron Gordon, <laughs> but maybe someone does. Yeah, I saw Aaron Gordon. Um, the T Wolves, I think, is what I've been seeing. <laughs> I saw them. I saw him linked to a playoff team, but I can't for the life of me remember which one. Um, oh, Celtics! I think it was the Celtics. I think it was like two firsts and some of their trash for Gordon was the deal they were. I don't know whoever I was reading was projecting. Yeah, perhaps so, Aaron Gordon to I was help the team. I don't know. I want to see. I think Aaron Gordon needs to be moved. Uh, Orlando's not. I mean, they're definitely not going anywhere this year. I even think Vucevic should get moved too. Terrence Ross, any of those those main. They should players. definitely move Ross. I don't know if they'll be able to move Vu. He's got the new contract. Yeah, that's going to be a building block situation. But I found uh, yeah, you're going to have to on the uh, the fantasy life app. I found some of the trade rumors I was seeing. It sounds like the Knicks in the Heat are are in the Victor Oladipo sweepstakes. Uh, it sounds like the Kings are are willing to keep Harrison Barnes, but they're open 
to to trade ideas. Uh, the Pacers are not trying to unload Miles Turner. Um, JaVale McGee with the Cavaliers. They're not interested in a buyout there. Uh, and then the Pacers are listening to pitches for Malcolm Brogdon. That was that was the, the correct wording. And then also with Chicago, who Chicago is sitting right there at the ninth seed. They're they're probably going to be in that playing game. Uh, they're listening to potential suitors for Larry Markkinen, which could be that could be a really nice piece for someone. Um, but yeah, those were the main ones that I saw come by today. I, mean, I keep seeing the Lonzo ball for Markkinen. Mm. I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw Lonzo Ball to like a Clippers pitch. That one could be kind of interesting. Yep. But I don't know. We haven't looked at the West yet. The Clippers are just kind of sitting here. Like, can the Clippers compete with the Lakers, the Suns, Jazz? Like, they need they like really needs that one extra push to get them uh, within you know reaching distance of the top three teams there. Um, but I don't know what other Western like Western teams could potentially make the Nuggets. Sense. I think the Nuggets have the ability to add a piece right now. And they were one team I saw that was going after Lonzo as well. They've been playing good. They're actually they're eight and two their last ten games. I think when we looked at them last week, they weren't as great. They were probably the seventh or the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been tightening things up over there, so that's good to see. Um the, the Trailblazers have kind of scooped I thought they were the four or the five, so maybe they scooted back. Um but I yeah, know. I think Nuggets leapfrogged the Blazers. I think, and yeah, and and the Mavericks. The Mavericks are are into. Before we were looking, they were the nine and the ten, but now they've kind of inched up. Uh, and I, I think this seven through ten for this Western Conference playing, that's going to be some some good games. If you what's get- OKC doing up there? <laughs> Creeping, creeping. Are they, are they going to move a guy like Al Horford? Is that an attractable? Like, would someone want to take on his contract if they're trying to push towards the playoffs? Um, yeah, maybe there's some type of contractor, including a third team in it, to get him to a contender. I could see that. Have you guys? Maybe seen, they're trying to win. I don't know. Have you guys seen the kid that's been playing really like out of his mind while uh, Horford rests? Moses Brown. Uh, let's just look at some of his numbers. So just in the last handful of games, like look at some of these numbers. This is without Al Horford. Oh my. <laughs> Moses. Yeah, holy Moses. That's impressive. <laughs> um, like only one, like if you get a 15.25, like you're not overly mad about it, especially if it's sandwiched around a couple 35s and a 50. Where did he go to college? I recognize his name. Uh, let's 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 jubile it real quick. Moses Brown. They've they've got a lot of just bizarre fantasy producers this year, though. They have that dude with the crazy name. They have Lou Dort. They have um, uh, Ty Jerome. I mean, it's just a bizarre season fantasy. Oh, he was a G League player. That's why I recognize him. He was a UCLA guy. Um, That's what I'm seeing here. Um, Okay, maybe maybe I don't know anything about this guy. Here at UCLA, but this was a guy that was uh, he, he tripped up on my waiver wire watch last night and then yeah someone in my chat actually mentioned him last night or two nights ago or something and uh, these numbers are, are hard to ignore especially and then the caveat that i said is if al horford gets moved or if they do any like he's he's kind of in and out most nights anyways uh but these uh, these production numbers are whew, like seven we got a seven game sample here and his worst game's 15 that's the only game under 20 points like this is a guy that probably needs to be owned so Ooh, only two games under twenty-five. Mm. He's got some nice stats. All right, we got. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say we got a comment from our guy Lucius here. This is, these are some kind words here. So we've taken him from last to second in his league. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. He's got DeAndre Hunter coming out of his IR, and he needs to drop a player. It's going to have to be Kelly Oubre or Larry Markinen. This is a points league. How do we help Lucius here? This that is Kelly Oubre and Markinen. Um, mm. I mean, those guys are all probably, I would assume, almost ninety percent owned. We can look, we can look at the numbers in a little bit here. But do you, like John Drake, like anyone want to? How do we? Let's. How do we help him? Here? I need to look at this because I'm not sure I, I'm dropping any of those players. Cool. That's kind of my first thought. Um, definitely and, want to see Ubre here. Ubre is probably the decider. I'm assuming Markinen. I'm keeping, but if I remember correctly. I think. Uh, Lucius brought this question up on my Thursday night show, and I, I said, "Let's just wait until Hunter becomes 
until he starts playing, and then we can address this. And I think he got one game in the other day, didn't he? He played last night. Yeah, uh, that was his first game back. So Ubre, he's Ubre had a really nice stretch of early February, and then he's kind of fallen off. So uh, just looking at the season stats here, you got Markinen almost twenty eight points per game, Hunter about twenty nine, but we we shouldn't expect that right now. And then twenty eight for Ubre. Let's just see what Hunter did last night. 20 minutes, eight points, one board, one assist, one steal. Um, so we got to we gotta assume that his minutes will slowly ramp back up to maybe his, maybe around 30. I think that's probably the expectation there. Um, and then if we just filter, let's just filter by the last seven days. You see Larry Markinen about 25.1 points per game, and we got Ubre at about 24.7. Um, and then for, as far as percent rosters, Larry's about 78. Ubre about eighty eight. So does anything anything stick out here for you guys? This is a hard decision. I mean, I don't know if I'm excited to drop either one of those guys, but um, I'd probably go Lori. But um, well, here's my thinking too. If if these are your worst players that you're considering to drop, you got a pretty good team, man. This this is a, a kind of a good problem to have. Um, so, mm. absolutely, Kyle. Mm. I'm probably, I'm probably gonna drop uh, Kelly, maybe because I'm more excited about where Lori might end up. Her. Well, and here's so looking at the last four games from Ubre, this is like kind of like numbers of a guy you can get off of the waiver wire some nights, right? So yeah. In a, definitely in a ten man league, you can find this production. In a twelve man league, it might be a little bit more difficult to find. You just go pick up. Maybe you just go pick up Moses Brown if you need somebody. Um, mm. This is what Ubre was doing end of February here that gives me kind of hope to hang on to him. Um, a couple 40s, a 39, a 23. If he can return to this form. And what's going on with, with, with Steph Curry? Do we know how long he's out for yet? Has there been an injury update on his, I think it was the ankle? I haven't heard anything on his mm. update. Um, so he's sidelined for tonight's game. It's his third straight game he's missed. Um, they don't offer anything about a timeline here. Um, so well, uh, good news is for the Warriors, they have the best defensive player that's ever played the game. Draymond. That's according to Draymond. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Draymond knows Draymond. You gotta, you gotta be honest about that. That's true. All right, so we, we've gotten Lucius from last place to second place here. So what this move, man, this move could put him up to first place. So well, you're the tie, you're the tiebreaker, Kyle. I said I said drop Lori. Uh, Drake said cut Kelly. What would you do? I don't know if Hunter's worth hanging on to. Look at his average though when he was healthy, and he didn't really. I mean, he wasn't out very long. It's it's probably going to take him at least a week worth of games, so maybe three or four more games for him just to get back into the thirty minute range. I would assume yeah. they're probably not just going to let him hit the gates right away. You're um, definitely holding out for a future here. You're holding right, Hunter so, for that playoff and, run and because Lucius is in second place here. We obviously have a little bit of wiggle room where if he loses this week because he holds DeAndre Hunter, it's it's not a problem. Um, but what do you guys – I mean, I just kind of read that news piece where Lush, uh, Laurie Markinen might be traded. Is there potential where he gets lifted somewhere that could just elevate his his fantasy points? Um, that, that almost makes me more inclined to hold him versus Ubre. But Markinen's been kind of an injury-prone player for most of his career so far, right? Yeah, he has. Um, I think in the right situation, though, maybe he's playing through some of these these injuries that have kept him out. A stretch four on the Pelicans seems to make sense. I mean, mm, that would be nice. They need they need more shooters. Um, so Lauer, with, I mean, he can play on any team. He's, he's so with, with Uber, good NBA player. With Ubre, just looking at his last five days, I, I'm not going to miss these numbers. It's it, the thing with Ubre for me. It's I'm going to like if if he starts doing you know these again, that's where I'm going to feel like oh crap, we missed out on something really nice here. But you also see. Look at his minutes during that five-game stretch, up to 37, 36, 38. And all of a sudden, he's kind of back down to just under 30 almost in these last five games here. So I, I think because he's he's probably got that situation where Hunter's in the IR. He can't make any moves. He can't make any trades. He can't do anything with this team until someone gets free. Right. right? 
Um, so if if you really want to hold Hunter, I think I'm I think I'm gonna let Ubre go uh, just because Markinen at the moment right now. Look at his last five days; it, a little bit better than Ubre's, and there's that potential where if if he gets a golden ticket to whether it's New Orleans or if he gets you know somewhere where he's the featured one of the featured pieces on offense. Maybe Larry Markinen is the guy uh, to hold here because he's been he's been a pretty good player since his return. Uh, and the thing too is he's he's also very consistent. I, I appreciate that. So for me, probably gonna probably gonna dump Kelly Oubre. Oh man, it's kind of troubling that Kelly's numbers, like his minutes, are down during yeah. with Steph being out. That's yeah. Just the one game here of 36, um, yeah. you look at his, his last seven days compared to his season stats, too. Uh, the, the minutes are up about a minute, but his scoring's down about three points, rebounds down about a point, assists about the same, steals almost down a half a point, blocks up about a half a point. Um, but it's these points and these rebounds here that you know are going to be the most consistent on a nightly basis here. And just the scoring from him, you know, I, I don't appreciate this four-point game or this the seven point game is okay because he was able to sacrifice. You know, he was able to hold it up with the rebounds, but this is a this is a tough question here. But I think um, just being in second place and understanding that Hunter he's going to probably need the three or four games to just get back into working shape. Um, I mean, whoever like if you if you dump Kelly Oubre, someone's going to pick him up within twenty four hours, right? Like someone's going to go pick him up off the waiver wire. So you're technically helping somebody else by dumping an Ubre or a marketing, which I give pause to. Um, but I, don't I know. mean, what's the what's the rule? I mean, he can't do any moves right now, right? He can't add anyone. From when I when I've had someone sitting in my IR, I can't make a trade. I can't make any pickups. You can right. drop somebody. So that's, you can only drop. that's his problem right now. Yeah, I mean, we're 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 all very close here. I, I we haven't broached one of the other subjects, one of the the third possibility, and that's drop hunter. Um, yeah, yeah, we we haven't even touched on that. But I mean, I think I think we're this is a situation, especially given your standing in the league, we're in second place. You can afford to you know lose a couple games as Hunter rounds himself back into shape. So you know you can do anything you want here, Lucius. Um, you know, our consensus is keep, keep Laurie and cut Kelly. But, you know, even if you I know you I know you held Hunter for such a, a while there, but, you know, you, you could cut him. You could cut Kelly. You could cut Laurie. You're probably going to be OK. I think Kyle's point at the beginning really resonates with me. If these are your three worst guys, you're you're in good shape. So, uh, so it, it kind of falls back to one of my favorite rules of playing any fantasy sport really is to to have fun go with the players you like if, if you yeah. are a fan of deandre hunter more than than kelly Oubre, cut kelly Oubre. If, if you're you know just kind of go with what your with your gut goes i think like uh, just looking at like again too is what's kind of funny just looking at their 2021 season output look at these fantasy points per game these guys are like all in the same tier 27 28 points um, maybe we're, we're thinking too much. It, it's literally one point per game here. Um, so I think if you're patient enough, you want to keep Hunter. Um, I, I would probably dump Kelly Oubre and keep Laurie Markin and we'll see what happens. Um, but I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question, but that's something that a lot of people wrestle with. I'm sure. Um, trying to get guys back off the waiver wires, but I guess this is a good segue too, is now that we're kind of talking about guys returning from injury, should we take a look at some of the injuries across the NBA right now? Yes, sir. Man, we helped we helped Lucius get from last to second place. That's kind of cool, guys. John's gonna be me this week in fantasy. I just it's gonna happen. Hold on, let me let, let me just pull up the uh, the holy standings here. What's, what's no Tatum last night? No Irving. No Embiid. Is John a bubble team? John's definitely. I'm, I'm six and six, baby. I'm I'm bubbling there. He's gonna hard. get a nice little uh, RPI win here. He's gonna. <laughs> he's, gonna have... he's gonna pick up a nice contender win. <laughs> uh, top six seeds make the playoffs, so that leaves basically you versus Spider Monkeys here for the points. You are behind the Spider Monkeys by uh, roughly 330 points. So. 
four weeks left. You just have to outscore Michael by a little bit. But you're six and six, dude. You're one game out of the playoffs. Is it uh, is the last spot points based or record based? So if you can sneak in the top six, that's by record. But seventh seed is the points. So you're <clears throat> you're sitting. Oh, seventh seed. Okay, yeah, sure. We've we've, we've kind of known it's been an eight man race for probably the last month or so. Um, so you. you it's it's I think Jesse has established himself that like if he doesn't get in on record, he's getting in on points. Like he's kind of well ahead of Spider Monkey's pick and pop and Mount Zion. So Jesse's safe. I think it's it's we got two spots, I guess no, one spot between my dad, Schmitty, and and John here. So Pele's oh. not paying attention last week could really cost him. Well his his issue though is is the app. For some reason, it's either the app is. It's always finicky for me, so, so I get that. That's weird though, because I've 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 set my my lineup on the app. I've set my lineup on desktop. I've never missed. I've never missed one. I've um, set it and gone back and looked at it, and it's all fedoinked. And I don't know. I've definitely been having a little bit of trouble with the ESPN app this week. Um, not a hundred percent sure it's ESPN's fault. It could be my phone being weird because I have one other app that's been kind of bizarre, but. Um, but still, I, I missed Jordan Poole. I couldn't pick up Jordan Poole, and then Schmitty picked him up, and now I'm going to miss the playoffs because of fucking Jordan Poole. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> uh, well, how, many, how many weeks? I think uh, that was amazing. Is it 17? We got to bring Jordan Poole on the show. Yes. <laughs> That seems that seems very appropriate. Including this week, there's five more weeks available yet here. So if you oh yeah, if you go four and one, three and two, three and two might get you in there. Four and one should definitely get you in there. Um, so we're trying to just uh, I don't know, finish. Gotta win games, baby. Just win, baby, win. That's all it takes. Uh, by the way, yeah. Paper Hank, he liked Paper Hank. He messaged me uh, last night. Saying he liked he liked the paper hand. <laughs> it took him a while to find it. It took uh, it took him a month to acknowledge to me that hey. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, looking at some of the guys that are injured here, Drake. When like, do you know when Embiid's coming back? And should we look at this? It was a two to three week injury when it happened. So, so last played on March twelfth here, and I guess the last update was the thirteenth. So we had the MR. MRI that Saturday, no structural damage, which is great. So he's expected to miss roughly two weeks, which puts him through the 20th through the 27th. So uh, maybe, maybe April 1st, maybe, you know, we're well, April Fool's gift. We're probably seven days away from Joel Embiid. Uh, send trades if you can. This is the time to do it. He's got another week left of, of, of hanging out. So let's see what you can do. But what's up with Kevin Durant? We haven't seen, it feels like we haven't seen him. Yeah, we, it's been almost a month since we've seen him. Um, and the last update that I have here is from March 15th. He's expected to remain out for another one to two weeks, which uh, from the 15th, one week puts us to bit roughly today. So there might be another week yet of no Kevin Durant. What's his injury? Um, Amy. Strong, which. Hmm. What's the rush? They're in second place. They've got Harden. They, they, they win games with just Harden. They don't even need yeah. Durant or Kyrie. So. He is is Durant's because none of us have Kevin Durant in our in our big league. Is he like if if you were able to unload some players to get Kevin Durant, is that is that something that interests you? Absolutely. Why would you not want Kevin Durant? What would it? What would uh, if you're the Kevin Durant owner and you see he averages forty seven point two fantasy points per game? Who are who are you sending to acquire such a Kevin Durant here? You're probably going to have to give someone on, you know, top of my head, I'm thinking, oh, man, it's hard to trade for KD. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, these are the best players in the last seven days, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, 47 isn't an insane amount. Right. I mean, if someone sent you a Julius Randle for a Kevin Durant trade. and Especially just because, like, say the Kevin Durant owner, he's been without Kevin Durant for a month. His yeah, and who knows when Durant's coming back. You might decide to go make some wine or something and take another month off. There, there, there may be six and six, seven, you know, seven, five at best without Kevin Durant. If someone sends you Jalen Brown 
today for for Kevin Durant? Do you do you hit accept? Do you take do you cash in a Jalen Brown and try to get a win this week? Is that, is that get, yeah? That's try to get a win the next two weeks, right? Um, and then even when Durant comes back, it might be a game or two before he actually heats up. Uh, but I'm just looking real quick at fantasy. Points. I view, I view Durant as this. Kyrie and Harden are going to have fun the first three quarters, and then Durant's just going to come in and close this thing out in the fourth every game. So I, I'm not even sure how insane his fantasy numbers are going to be. I still think the fantasy numbers are going to Harden and Kyrie at this point. Yeah, I mean, we could th- you think about Durant. He's got 20 points every game, bare minimum, five rebounds, probably even close, somewhere around four, four, three, four assists. And these are just bare minimums. And then he's always in play for a blocks and steals. So, I mean, his, his floor games are still really nice, even with all the talent and attention around him. I think the thing that gives me pause about Durant is they've been super, super, super cautious for very good reason with this injury so far. What's the, you know, okay, they've announced one to two weeks last week. What's them to just keep him out? What's to stop them from keeping him out a month? Then he, you know, starts to get his, it starts to get warmed up, get ramped back up into basketball activity, basketball shape, you know, like right before your fantasy playoffs, perhaps even in the middle of your fantasy playoffs. And, you know, Drake, to your point, like there's all sorts, you know, with Kyrie and, and Harden around, there are chances for him to have, you know, very low scoring games for a, a Kevin Durant type player because there's there's only one ball. I mean, he, he might just not score as much. He, he just doesn't need to. Um, he's riskier than a Kevin Durant level player would ever be in my mind. Um yeah, I, I would only trade for him if I am 100% confident that I that I'm going to make the playoffs and I'm but I'm I would only trade for him in this scenario. I'm 100% certain I'm making the playoffs and I'm very very concerned that I have like I have a very very low shot to win a championship. So you 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 need to, you need that swing for the fences type player to to pull you through in the playoffs, but you also need to make sure you're going to make the playoffs for him to have any value. That's that's where I am. I, I don't know how many fantasy owners are in that area, but if you're in that area, then yeah, I wouldn't be afraid to trade a little bit of something for him. So uh, I think, I think the, the um, Jalen Brown is a perfect example. He's, he's averaging, you know, 30, 35, 35 ish fantasy points a game right now. He definitely has some high upside, but he's, he's more of a steady Eddie type player. He's, he's giving you very consistent production over time. I would, and it's it's beautiful production, <laughs> but um, but if you wanted to try to turn that into a player that could get you, you know, 57, 60 instead of 47, 50, that might be the move. But um, you have to be. You trade super- Jimmy Butler for Kevin Durant right now. Yes. Would you, would you would you give up Jimmy Butler for Durant? I, just from John's uh, talking. Yeah. I don't want Kevin Durant. I, okay, I want that's to, where I'm at too. I, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't. I don't think. I don't know when he's going to play. And here's the thing too: if he he twists an ankle, he could be out two weeks. Yeah. They have no reason to play these guys right now if they get injured. They this have- man's he's going to be on ice till the playoffs, and maybe not little- even in the first round. I was I was just gonna say, Drake. I'm getting I'm getting a little dramatic here, but like honestly, do you need Kevin Durant to beat the Pacers to beat the Hawks? I mean, especially if Kyrie and Harden are on full cylinders and and Blake Griffin is dunking every you know three months. I mean, my goodness, you don't need anything. He needs he needs one week before the playoffs to get ready. Like that's at this point, like they could literally just let him sit until the last three. I don't think Kevin Durant needs anything. No, but like, I think I think just to come off and just start scoring on you. He'll hit him. Think, think about the fi- the last Golden State uh, Finals against the Raptors, and Durant played that one game for like yeah. 15 minutes. He he could not run. I, I'm pretty sure he could not run, and he still had like 12, 15 points because he was just canning threes. And the the only person guarding him the entire time he was on the court was Kawhi freaking Leonard. Like he's <laughs> he's he can on one leg score over the best yeah. defender in the league. I mean, I remember his is, leg was like kind of off to the side when he was walking and trying to get yeah. up and down the court and he still scored. Yeah. 15 points. Like legitimately gimping around out there. <laughs> so yeah, he's just that good. So 
But we're yeah, oh, we the ramp, but I'm not sure. I think there's a consensus here that I don't think we want anything to do with him right now in fantasy. I don't want to see him on my team. He's too expensive and he's super high risk. And yeah. I, I I forget which one of you said it, but like if he one more injury, like one more tweak, he he might not play again for the rest of the regular season, or maybe just you know that last week get a game or two in. So he's his risk for the regular season is high. His risk for the playoffs, in my mind, it's high. It's not as high for the regular season, but it's still pretty high. And like I said, like if you're going to make the playoffs, but you're pretty sure you're not going to win a championship. Kevin Durant is exactly who I'm going after. He's 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 high risk, high reward. So the fellowship seal is to we want to sell Kevin Durant. We don't want to buy Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, and then the sell yep. would be if someone okay, you offer the trade. Someone looks at the Kevin Durant. They're gonna click on his name. They're gonna scroll down here and see he's out another one or two weeks. This was from the 15th. That puts him back at some time next week. So that. You know, there's excitement. You know, there's a recent blurb that could get this. You know, the trade pushed. It's very hard to. It's very hard to trade for a caliber player like this. It's just you're never going to get the value if you're selling. I think I'm willing to take a slight loss though, because uh, technically, if you, if you look at the points on the 2021 season, I mean, Durant's averaging 47. I will. I mean, I will gladly take a Jalen Brown who's averaging about 40. If you look at his 2021 season numbers. I'll, I'll take a four or five point loss uh, on the season averages. So it looks like you're losing, but man, you're picking up games, you know, more consistent games. Well, and, and the Jalen Brown argument is like, you know, the Nets are going to very like, we just talked about it. Those three teams in the East have absolutely locked themselves in, in the top three seeds, unless something bizarre happens. So their playoff positioning is pretty safe. So the Nets could just have a desire to just stop playing at some point. Whereas you have teams like the Celtics who are absolutely like scrapping for an eight seed right now. If you can get someone, if you can get a Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, Jalen Brown might need to step up, you know, like he, he's absolutely, they're going to absolutely need him to play down the stretch when you need him most. So at this point, I think there's the, the East is in, you're in two camps here. If you're in the top three, one, how important is it to you to be the one seed between, you know, Philly, the Nets and the Bucks like that, there's that battle, but also, Everyone behind those three teams, they do not want to be the six, seven, or eight. They want nothing to do with the Sixers, Nets, and the Bucks in the first round. So they're everyone's trying to go for this four or five, which means a guy like Jalen Brown or you, you, Jason Tatum. I don't think you'd be able to get for Durant at this point, but you could try. Uh, but Julius Randle, you know, you could you could maybe get a, a Julius Randle for for Kevin Durant at this point. I don't think you'd get a Trey Young. Uh, the Hornets they don't they don't really have anyone that's going to get you the four. The Hornets are probably falling off here. Um, with Lamelo out for the season, I actually have someone that you might want to trade for on Charlotte. Devonta Graham. Devonta Graham. I've I've heard rumors that they might move him, but it wouldn't make sense now. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, I like Devonta Graham. So Jimmy Butler from the Heat. He's a guy that the Heat need to you know they need to maintain that four five speed here. Uh, you're not going to get a, 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 a Trey Young try. That'd be that'd be sweet if you can get Trey Young for Kevin Durant right now. Uh, but Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, and, and Jalen Brown, those are probably the names that I'm trying to move. Do Bucks fans want a 3-6 matchup with the Heat? Do you guys want to play the Heat again in the first round this year? I don't, well, don't want to play the Heat. About yeah. the Heat this year. I don't want to play the Heat ever again, but um, <laughs> but but you know, might as well get it out of the way. You know, then I don't have to worry so much about the playoffs. Like we're either in it and we're going to go all the way because we got rid of the Heat, or do you feel pretty confident it. against the Celtics if you get a, a, a yeah. six seed Celtics? You feel pretty good about that? Yeah, I feel fine. I think so too. I think you should feel good about both. The Bucks are. I think the Heat playing excellent basketball right now. The Heat second round that would probably be. A potential pairing if we can get them there but we'll see i don't know the yeah Bucks they were on a pretty good win streak i think they're on a three-game loser now but three weren't they now. pretty hot there before the break correct um but man i don't know the bucks the bucks are playing good team ball right now they just blew out the pacers and they got pj tucker that's not gonna fill up any stat sheets but that's that's a nice move yeah, we didn't talk about that. John, how do you how do you feel about PJ Tucker? I don't think he's a fantasy guy that we're gonna need to know, but as far as just being a veteran shooter off the bench, 
Yeah, if you're if you're in a league that rewards for moving screens, PJ Tucker is probably the most elite fantasy asset on the planet. Outside of that, no, he's 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 not a fantasy guy, but he's 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 just an incredible veteran basketball player. So just from like a pure Bucks fandom standpoint, very very exciting. Um, loved watching him play. He's one of those guys where like Marcus Smart types, you know, uh, Pat Bev types, just guys you hate playing against, but you love having them on your team. So very happy to have PJ in Milwaukee. If he can find his corner, yep. like he did in Houston. <laughs> the only reason we brought him in is so if when we need someone to score like in the playoffs to just get eight points off the bench, like that's what he's going to do. Whether he's going to be wide open. Just too big, too big. Same thing, you know, like something like that. So it, it's a good signing. We didn't use, we didn't even use DJ Wilson or DJ Augustin. Um, so uh, it's, it's a did good you guys thing. want Depot in that trade? I, there was a rumor. Maybe John started that rumor. I don't know. I was pretty excited for a minute. I don't think you want Depot. I don't know what he does for you. I don't know how we get to Depot. We would need to get rid of one of our big three, Drew, Chris, or Giannis, just to make the salary work. And I, I don't think I don't. I would think say Lopez maybe. Lopez could have got away with doing Lopez or something. We could have done Lopez and all of our non, you know, star players, and maybe yeah. made and maybe made the money work that way. We certainly would have needed a third team. Yeah. Just want to. Just throw out what Dante DiVincenzo's been up to because he's been his rebounding of, lately is nuts. He's been kind of the cat. Like, this is before the bubble last year. Uh, the Bucks were playing good ball, and DiVincenzo was playing really good ball. But you look at his last handful of games here, he's slowly becoming a, a really good fantasy player. And just he's a he's a dominant player when he's on, he's very subtle, but. He's he's a rebounding freak. This guy's got mad hops. He's a really he's probably one of my favorite Bucks players to watch right now, uh, just because he effort in every little thing that he does, whether it's rebounding or just hustling down to make a block or something, uh, or a steal. Uh, Divincenzo's been playing. He's only sixty seven percent rostered. If you're in a ten man league, you look at these last five games. Uh, he's he's butting into a really nice player here. So the Bucks. Uh, I just I keep it makes me think of that Bogdan Bogdanovich trade where we sent DiVincenzo and some other pieces and tried to get that to work and the universe was like you guys Sister Jean shut that down. You guys should probably no. I think that's a, a big catalyst is he's been playing really good, but um trying to get it back to Can you imagine the outrage? Because DiVincenzo DiVincenzo is gonna play good anywhere. He would have been playing good for the Hawks right now. Yeah, well, and Bogey got hurt. Yeah, it would have been, Bogey, it been very frustrating. Bogey played. Is he playing now and just not he doing did. anything? He just, he just, he's back. I feel like I've looked at him a few times on the waiver wire. I've yeah, now that DeAndre Hunter's back, though, he's he's immediately back to, like, spot duty bench roll. Hunter so, absolutely stole I'll, Bogey's I'll job. with him a little. <laughs> hmm? Are you, are, is he on your team? No, I won't, no. I won't touch him. My dad got him. Oh, okay. Of course. <laughs> I, won't, I won't touch him. I, That's I, why I saw him. Did he pick him up last week? It was uh, the 18th, so yeah, five days. Yeah, I was playing against him. If we're talking Hawks real quick, I've been – I have just been swimming in the vanilla Gallinari the last – Oh, no. And oh, it's starting no. It's starting to get a little sour, just the 14 and a 19, but – Vanilla is what it is. The man's just – he had that stretch run here where he just put up buckets, and he's been playing – he's been playing really good minutes, just really good. Uh, all around here, so he's only fifty six percent owned. And are the Hawks kind of coming together now? Are they kind of you know figuring out under Nate Millen here? Here's the thing: they're the they're the five seed in the East, and they're not even a complete team yet. They're they're no. still figuring it out. Like, their rookie, I can't pronounce his name. He doesn't even play. It's like eight minutes a night, then ten minutes. And no, he's on the Heat. Who's their rookie? Um, the center from USC. You know, one thing to keep in mind with Gallinari, uh, Kyle, is the return of DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. He's he's going to cause some problems there. Let me just pull up the... Uh, oh, there he is. He's at the top. You're, you're talking... Oh, Okongu. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, uh, with, with with Hunter back, there's, what's, the, what's the deal with Cam Reddish real quick while we're here? He's... He's... Oh, never mind. Maybe by May. Maybe yeah. by May. So he's, he's, he's had the Achilles surgery. Right? Yeah, he's completely out of the picture. Um, so they're basically running a lineup of Trey Young, Capella, Collins, Gallinari, Herder, 
Hunter and Bogdan are that's their main minutes, guys. Um, I'm just looking at the last seven days. Tony Snell's getting 24 and a half minutes. What is going on around here? That makes me mad. <laughs> that makes, yeah, he's, it's whatever. He's putting up Tony Snell numbers. Double digits, baby. You know, yeah. if you if you're in a if you're in a 20 man league, this is your guy right here. Tony Snell. Um, oh, so, who's getting cousins? I feel like there's a lot of teams that could use cousins. So is he he's not he's he's technically on our out list, so you could put him under your IR right now and just hold on to Boogie. He's, he's got, still on the Rockets active roster though. He's still got that heel injury. <laughs> um but he's cut. I don't get it. Who's gonna like a team that needs a center? Like, we I've talked the hell out of Toronto needing a center, but Boston Cousins doesn't do anything for Toronto though. It sounded like Boston wanted to move Tristan Thompson too. Did you hear that? That'd be pretty wild. Tristan I didn't hear that. Exactly no. what they need because it sounds like they want to. They want more Robert Williams minutes. And Robert Williams, like, have you guys seen Robert Williams's numbers lately? Yeah, like he's he's gonna Dude, be Williams is impressive. Very good. He's going to be a really fun player in the future here, and he is. it just blows me away his his minutes compared to his points. What are the Celtics missing? What is what's going on with this team? Celtics make no sense to me, guys. I can't figure that one out. They're, well, they kind of remind me of the Raptors because they have their three or four people, and then after that, it, it gets the list just gets really short, really quick. Uh, let's take a look at this. So I'm just Tatum, Tatum has not been doing that well for his standards. Would you say that's true or false? Or I'd agree. The last the last month or so, he hasn't been playing. Yeah, like a star. I don't he was he playing. Was. He was playing pretty lights out there for a bit. But yeah, but Tatum hasn't been doing that well. I mean, when Marcus Smart missed a good chunk of time, he's kind of just getting back into the swing of things. He's seven games back into his return. Uh, but just look at this list of Jalen Brown, Tatum, Robert Williams is their third best player the last seven days. And you get Kemba Walker, and then it's going to fall off with Daniel Tice, Marcus Smart, Jeff Teague. They, they basically have seven quality NBA players, and then after that, it's going to fall off pretty quick. Thompson, Grant Williams, I feel like they can make into a pretty solid NBA player. And he's one of those minutes per guys. Like he needs minutes to, to yeah. be productive. Tristan Thompson you got to include as a solid NBA player. But why is he out? Um, and Semi Ojale and Peyton Pritchard are going to get spot minutes and yeah. the right matchups. I mean, Brad Stevens will use them right, but yeah, I, I just yeah, I mean, they have a great coach. I mean, it's it's it, I think the Raptors Celtics parallel is really interesting. Brown and Tatum haven't they're not they're not those they're good players which we thought they were going to be in coming out of those drafts, but they're not superstars right now. They're not doing these insane you know things to help this team. I just, they haven't came become that next tier, you know. They need, they need a four or five. They need another big man. Like what? How do you think? Like if you, if I think this team needs to revolve around being a playing good team basketball, and I think there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to have to help out here within that you know eight man rotation. I'm, I'm just thinking like trade deadline because it, it if you can move Tristan Thompson, you could get you could get a pretty nice piece in return. They're just going to use Daniel Tice and Robert Williams more, which is probably a good thing at this point. Uh, but they, they have a luxury having Tristan Thompson basically. On paper, they have Teak and Smart coming off the bench. That should be good scoring. Mm. Like, do they need a six man? Do they? What? What? What's the? Uh... What are they missing? Do they need Terrence Ross? That's what, I, Terrence didn't Ross. Say it. I didn't want to say it, but that was the name that's like I'm looking at the guards, like Jalen Brown, technically just to Kemba come in here and get 13 points for me. This is the team that I, I've seen most linked to Aaron Gordon. Do you think Aaron Gordon adds I think Aaron Gordon what they're missing? I, well, you're, you're gonna start you're gonna start Walker at the one, Brown at the two, Tatum's mm-hmm. technically the three. You're gonna put Gordon at the four. Who's there for? Aaron Gordon then? And then you start Gordon at four. That would be sick. So you'd have Gordon Williams, but that means you trade none of their best players to get Gordon, which is fine because I think they can probably pull it off with draft picks because they still have a pretty good war chest. But um, but yeah, if if they could trade none of their useful pieces and get Aaron Gordon back, that would be nice. They'd probably have to move Thompson in that, which would be fine. 
what if, what if they just to match salaries? I don't I don't know how much they can take on for salary. Is Mark- uh, well, absolutely, uh, yes, they would have to do that. Yes, is Marcus Smart expendable for them? Like, are they are they missing a lot with him? I think you need to keep Marcus Smart. This this team is, I don't know. The Celtics are a Marcus Smart team. You know, yeah, just, Marcus Smart is a big part Celtics. of their culture. Yeah, I'm just looking at Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson as the pieces that they could potentially move. Yeah. If if you could convince someone to take Kemba Walker, then you know you'd probably do it. But I don't. Not I for don't, Gordon. Not for Gordon. No, not you, for you, Gordon need no, guard, you need a guard. Yeah, you need to replace a, Kemba with something. Interesting. I don't know what can be guards. Yeah, hit them. That's a good idea, though, Drake. If you could swap Kemba for a worse guard, and then maybe add like one extra piece, you know, like one extra piece that they that you know Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens think they need, then that wouldn't be a bad deal because Kemba doesn't seem to be moving the needle as much as his name would make you think. Right. What about Oladipo here? Does Kemba? I think Oladipo and Kemba do the same thing for me at this point. They're kind of the same. I, I prefer Kemba, honestly. I hate to say it, but I, I prefer Kemba. That's yeah. I don't. So we're getting... maybe you could you know fleece the Knicks or something. Talk That's to always them. an option. Go talk to the Kings. Uh, but anyways, we we kind of got started at the top of this injury list. We hit on Embiid, Durant, but we didn't talk about the two names that we wanted to get to in LeBron James and LaMelo Ball. Uh, but LeBron James is out three weeks, I believe, with an ankle injury. That was It's indefinitely. There's... The word is several weeks with the right high ankle sprain. The Lakers, are, they're fine. Uh, hopefully Anthony Davis can return in a week or so, too. That's also part of the, you know, the Lakers are, are, are ailing right now. They just need to rest and get some of these younger players minutes. But we know LeBron's out for uh, at least probably, it sounds like three weeks. How do you go about if, if you're the LeBron owner? I mean, Horton you're Tucker. LeBron, but we'll pick up Horton Tucker. I wanted to, I want to just click on the Lakers here and show us what we're looking at. So over the last seven days, LeBron's still included in this. He was their best player over the last seven days, but Montrez Harrell, 95% owned. Dennis Schroeder, 88% owned. After that, you're looking at Talon Horton Tucker and Kyle Kuzma and maybe Markeith Morris. These are probably the three leading scorers for them going forward, right? Yep. And well, well, le- leading scorers, no. Like they're the three, they're the they're the leading men to take as much of LeBron's role as possible. But Schroeder and Harrell get a massive bump in my mind, especially without AD. I mean, those those are literally the two quality NBA players left on this roster. Harrell's one player I've I kick myself over not owning. He's. So and exactly what we thought he would be. Last report on AD was it was three weeks, and this was on March fifteenth. So we're still two weeks out on AD. So are you guys saying to maybe kick the can on on Harrell, see if the, see what the owner of Montrez Harrell's thinking about over there? Uh, and then what about Dennis Schroeder here? Who uh, I don't know what happened. He's playing right now. The last two games haven't been great, but he's been he's been he's been playing good ball though, the last handful of games. Um, does trading for Schroeder or Harrell interest you guys? I I just don't know what I would have to move, you know, to those guys are playing so well right now. Um I mean, look at what Harrell's putting up, 36 points. You're gonna have to give up something pretty good to get him. And when AD and LeBron come back, how much is Harrell gonna put up? Right. You know, is Marcus all going to fill in more in that role with LeBron? Who knows? So well, let's flip it. Is this a sell high moment on Harrell? I think right? I sell high. Absolutely. I'm selling high on Schroeder and Harrell. I'd, I'd rather pick up Horton Tucker for free. Than, yeah. than, than if Schroeder. you're relying on Schroeder and Harrell to get you into the playoffs, yeah, that's not what you're relying on. John might be. I don't know. Kyle, Kyle Kuzma's still under 60% owned. I don't care if it's an Criminal. eight man or a 10 man league. Um, Kuz Cruz is for real. I don't get it. He's just in 10 minutes right now against the Pelicans tonight. He's got 15 and a half points. That's probably start of the second quarter right now, for God's sake. Yeah, the Lakers guys, they're going to play. I mean, so you can even dig down a little deeper if you need to. I looked at Pope, you know, Codwell Pope. You know, maybe he's going to get 30 minutes one night. They have five games this week. Trying to get anybody else that maybe because we got two weeks of we had at least two weeks of no LeBron and AD 
maybe a third. So it, it to me, it all comes back to picking up a Horton Tucker. Kuzma should not be available. He needs to be owned. And then it's probably Morris as uh, the last guy that you can move. Maybe, maybe KCP is one of those guys you just pick up for, if they have a back-to-back, you pick him up for two games and see what happens. Uh, but the Lakers, man, uh, we'll be interested to see what they do. Uh, what's up with Kyrie? Why is he out? Three-game road trip. He's staying back to just deal with some family stuff. Got it. So tonight's the first of this three-game road trip, so no more uh, for two more games after that. Steph Curry, we kind of talked about him a little bit. He's got an ankle injury. There's no timeline, or the, the tailbone injury. There's no timeline on this yet. Uh, but I did see, while we're just quickly talking about the Golden State Warriors, we did talk about Kelly Oubre a little bit. Um, but have, like I, the, Andrew Wiggins had a really big game the other night, and it caught my attention. 40 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, I don't know if that's a career high for Andrew Wiggins, but probably for, as a Wiggins owner, this was, you know, you see the 65 and, you, and a half, and you're like, that, that was Wiggins? Like, <laughs> what? And Wiggins then, has put up some insane numbers in his time. Oh. He, I mean, I don't want to sell high on a guy like Wiggins. I don't know if you want to trade for him right now. We don't know what's up with Curry, but it was just really good to see him uh, thrive and kind of be their main scorer here against Memphis. I've always had a soft spot for Wiggins. He's, he's a really good player to watch. He's just, uh, it, it seems like he needs to be more aggressive. Like, he, like he's still kind of, he needs to be unleashed yet. Um, so maybe this is, is part of the un- unleashing process for him. We talked about Davis. I mean, yeah, if Jimmy Butler and Steve Kerr can't do it, I don't <laughs> know who's going to do it. Um, what do we? What do you do with Andre Drummond? If you if you if Andre Drummond's just chilling on the bottom of your bench right now, uh, John, what what are we doing with Drummond? You wait till Friday at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely wait till the trade deadline. But um, I'm not sure. Drummond is he if he gets to a situation where he's getting 20 plus minutes a game, he's must own. But I just don't know what the market is for him. I, I'd be more interested to hear what Drake's hearing because he is a Cavalier. I don't know if Drake's following him as much anymore, but um, I'm, I'm not hearing much, and, and I'm not sure. If you're a fantasy owner, you just hold until the trade deadline and then reevaluate from there. There's been no movement or updates on that situation in a while. so That's where that's at. I mean, we all pretty much see the same news. And then... I guess Lamelo Ball, man. It sounds like he's done for the year. With the he's done for the year. That's a huge bummer. It sounded like they they because he's reevaluated in four weeks. It sounds like they're leaving him open to maybe coming back for the actual NBA playoffs. So there there is some hope that we get to see more Lamelo Ball this year. Uh, but as far as fantasy, you can safely drop Lamelo. Is that is that a is that a true statement? Redraft, yes, please. And then I guess. He, he, He's officially, I mean, he's unofficially out for the regular season. Yeah. So I, I wanted to just pull up the Charlotte Hornets and let's just try to figure out. You know who can have some fun games is Malik Monk. Just Malik. saw him pop up. I, I rode the Monk train for a bit. So just looking at the minutes from the last seven days, PJ Washington leads the team with 33 and a half. Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier. There was LaMelo, Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham. So Graham's going to slot back up into the starting lineup here. I don't know who the backup point guard would be. It just To me, it means more Malik Monk minutes. Um, so when when Ro- they're probably going to split up Rozier and Graham and make sure one of those guys is on the court at all times. But when that's not possible, Malik Monk can control the duties here. So just the aftermath of no LaMelo ball the rest of the regular season here. Does anything interest you guys for Charlotte? I think I pretty much hit on it, Malik Monk. And he's he's only 8% owned. I guess the other guy I just want to throw out, he's only 52% owned. That's Miles Bridges. And this is – he's Bridges he's, has some fun games. Bridges, he's one of those guys that kind of falls under the category of being a better real-life player than a fantasy player. He just does all the right things for you. You trust him on the floor. Uh, he does have the opportunity to just put up a 21-point game every now and then. Uh, but he's, he's more of a, of a real-life player than a fantasy player. Uh, but he's kind of he's averaging twenty one and a half on the season. So if he's available, I'd, I'd look into him as maybe getting a, a little slight uptick in points here. But it all comes back to me to, to Devonte Graham is all of a sudden his his switch is flipped back on, uh, and then we'll watch from Malik Monk. But I don't know any any thoughts on Charlotte John? 
Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of assists on the table that need to be accounted for. Now, they're not going to be able to replace all you know 10-plus assists that they're missing from a LaMelo, but guys who are going to do it are Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, which we've talked about, but Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward has shown time and time again throughout his career that he's a better facilitator than anyone gives him credit for. Definitely very comfortable with the ball in his hands. I wouldn't be shocked to see Gordon Hayward's assist numbers rise the rest of his stats stay pretty steady, and he, you know, bump up a fantasy point two or three for the rest of the year. Is this a playoff team? Right now, they are. Right, but I, I, I mean, are they going to make the playoffs? So they got does the play-in game count? Yeah, you can count <laughs> the yes. play-in game. All right, then yes. That so right now they got a two-game lead over the Bulls and the Pacers. So. Raptors are a little bit behind yet. So I think I think that's their floor is just being the first team out, but I would expect them to be in the playing games. I think they can get in there. Hayward and Graham. And the, the starting five. Cody is, Zeller's coming back. The starting five is nice. You got Washington, Hayward, Rogier, Bridges, Graham, and then whether it's Biombo or Zeller, like the starting five is fine. You got, you're bringing Malik Monk off the bench and then one of Biombo. Are the Hornets buyers? Do the Hornets go grab someone? Get that eighth man. Get that yeah. eighth man. They don't need a. They don't need a stud. They just need you know. They, they got the cap room. They need that Terrence Ross man. They got. We got a free Terrence Ross. We got a free Terrence Ross. Can you How imagine going from are Magic you... to the Hornets? <laughs> you got to do baby steps sometimes. You got to do baby steps. At least Michael Jordan's chilling in Charlie. Yeah, that's He's the... probably challenging them for like poker matches and then one on one. Want to go golfing later? <laughs> I, my, my question for the Hornets is just like, how many assets do you want to give up to get your butt whooped by the Nets, Sixers, or Bucks in round one? It feels like a team that's willing to do that just to be in the playoffs. So they just want to be. They the are. Team. Yeah. Yeah. And a team trying to build. This is a young team. Technically, they're building a pretty good, you know, core of players here. Like they're they're one or two solid pieces away. But for them, this is a positive step in the right direction. So. Lamelo in three years is, you know, if he continues this trajectory, the Hornets are going to be in great shape. I think adding someone to make this push possible that sends a good message to the team that hey, like, we, like let's go, guys. Like this is this is this Jordan is, don't like losing, right? Uh, When's the last time Charlotte made the playoffs, guys? Without looking it's, it up, it's probably sooner than you think. They've had a it was a Kemba year for sure. Kemba never made the playoffs. He never Charlotte. did. Guarantee. Uh, well, they never won a playoff game. I, I know okay. he's got zero playoff wins. I, th- I don't know if they made it. All right. um, my guess. 2016. Against the Heat. They, yeah. And they won games. So what the fuck? They never, he never won a series then. I guess that's my, mis- my mistake, YouTube. They put up three games. And Kemba Walker did play. Jeremy Lin was on that team. Cody Zeller. They got some playoff experience there with Cody Zeller, man. So we'll Zeller is just, he's just built of experience. Ooh. He, All that guy does is ball. Wow. And the heat, the heat has is that rookie year Zeller, by the way? 14, 15? Uh, 15 I think 16? you have to get reach further back. Yeah, from back. Like a, God, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's our age, boy. years old. No. He's, a, he's an old He's a man. Yes. 2013, so that was his third year, I believe. Third year. <laughs> We're old. So I we remember have, Cody Zeller as this like, huge prospect coming out. UNC, right? Indiana. Indiana. His brother went to UNC. Tyler. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we are at home. We're technically over the hour. Was there? I guess. Do you guys want to wrap up any final thoughts, or was there any other injury players that we needed to cover? Um, any anything else to wrap up the show tonight? Giannis is going for three straight MVPs. The uh, the Embiid injury and the LeBron injury have opened the door very wide. And I think he is, and, and Giannis is playing by, I mean, he was playing, having a great season, but he is on something special of a tear right now. And the Bucks are winning games. Um, this, that He set a franchise record for three straight triple doubles. Uh, we're on a seven-game win streak. Now they last 11. And um, how long did we talk about the first month of January and even into February feeling like preseason? The Bucks had new players and, you talk about incorporating uh, – you're losing George Hill and Eric Bledsoe, two pivotal pieces to what they've done the last few years, and just trying to put in new components with Drew Holiday and getting things kind of worked back in. you got Bobby Portis playing good minutes. 
it took them a while to figure things out, but now Giannis is kind of soaking up everything that's been been brewing. So Jokic is Giannis versus Jokic for MVP at this point. Is that is that our final contestants? Harden. Harden. Mm. Yeah, I would say Jokic right now would be my MVP, but Lillard, Lillard's clutch. I mean, if you just look at Lillard and clutch time, he's doing something this year that no one has even come close to. Um, he is having some of the most special, you know, clutch, like late game, close game situation. Like his shooting percentage in those situations is bonkers good. Um, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense good. Um, he, I, 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 just on that alone, Lillard should be in the conversation. He's not going to win it, but I think he deserves to be in the conversation. I appreciate that thought. Absolutely. I mean, they've been playing without McCollum for a month and a half now, and they're still in the thick of it in the West. So, uh, Dame, like Dame, is the reason why that they are a playoff team right now. So that uh, you take him off, that that's not happening. So I, I like that Jokic, Dame, and, and Giannis. Any. Like, any other names that make sense? Embiid, Embiid is absolutely in the mix. If Embiid can get back and, and get balling again, he's in the mix. I think LeBron is in the mix too. Um, the LeBron stats are a little more muted this year, given his age and whatever. But um, but if LeBron doesn't get back sooner, I think he's going to be officially out. Embiid has a little more wiggle room because he's just been – I mean, he was the front runner for MVP for most of the season. So he's he's got an extra week or two. But – he, he does need to get back and get going. Embiid's missed seven of the last eight games for them, and they're eight and two in their last ten. Though, does that does that hurt his chances? Like they're still winning without him. I guess. I don't think so. I mean, good teams usually can win without their best player for a bit. And and good records correlate to MVP winners. So yeah. you know, when your team holds it down, keeps your record good, it gives Being you a one just- seed. Really, being a one seed helps a lot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a wide open race. I definitely think if you voted today, you would be between Giannis and Jokic. So, right. And that's I think so. Yeah. It's shaping up to be a really fun month of April, I think. Um, but Drake, any final thoughts before we wrap up here on tonight's show? Ah, uh, no. I think we we covered a lot tonight. So tonight was a good show. It felt like we covered a lot of ground tonight, and uh, I don't know. As far as a fantasy show, that felt like one of our better fantasy shows for a while. So, uh, I don't know. We're going to get out of here for tonight. Thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll be back next Tuesday night. Uh, But thank you guys for your time. We'll see you in another video. Thanks. Peace. Peace.